Joined today by former Hawkeye running back LaShawn Daniels. We take a look back one final time at the Big Ten Championship game and a look forward. What are bowl practices like for Iowa football? And it appears all three running backs coming back for next season. A bit of a surprise, a good one. What's the future of the Iowa running game today? Locked on Hawkeyes. You are locked on Hawkeyes. Your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome in. I'm Trent Condon. He's LaShawn Daniels, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're available wherever you find podcasts for free, and you can also find us on YouTube, yes, for free. While you're there, hit that subscribe button. Helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Every, make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. LaShawn didn't go the way that we wanted on Saturday night in Indianapolis as the Hawkeyes fall 26-0. Offensive struggles continued, but really the story walking away is obviously the defense, how well they played against that Michigan team, holding them to their yard, uh, lowest yards per play in the Jim Harbaugh era, 215 yards of total offense. That team defensively played well and gave them a shot. Unfortunately, the offense, again, just was not up to par. Yeah, yeah. I think it was it, it was disappointing um, the, with the offensive performance. And every, everyone knows that. Players know it. Coaches know it. Fans know it. We know it. And we knew it was going to be tough. Uh, going in there to begin with but seeing it happen uh you know on that the actual stage is tough but yeah gotta give credit to the defense they played their tail off um and you see it uh a lot of hard work they put in throughout the season especially with with coach parker and winning the Broyles award uh this, this week it's fantastic finally getting recognized for the great work he's done with the iowa defense which i mean i honestly think that this Iowa defense really over the past few years has been a national championship type defense that can really compete with with any of the, the top dogs. it's just a shame that you know the offense you know really <laughs> can't hasn't been able to pull its weight so it was uh one of those games where Michigan defense is really good I mean that's yeah. another component here but you know, we uh, were heard it after the game from Kirk, and the question was asked, you know, did you ever think about going another quarterback? Deacon was struggling with the turnovers again. And, I mean, it just it starts like a non-starter. But as we look forward to the bowl game, it, it feels to me like we know what Deacon Hill is, right? And mm -hmm. if he's the backup next season to McNamara, okay. I, I believe that they should be still shopping in the portal, you know, for a guy that's maybe willing, a younger guy that – sit behind McNamara for a year, maybe be the backup and then be the guy going forward. But that aside, you got Marco Lyonez there, true freshman. We saw a freshman last year in the bowl game, played pretty well, who is now in the portal on top of it. But do you see any any scenario that's likely? And, and that's what I always like to talk about. We have these grandiose ideas, right? But a, a lot of times they don't come to fruition because Kirk Ferentz runs the program a lot different than some of the things that we talk about. But any way at all that I would come up and say, hey, Marco, we're going to give you, 
you know, a couple of series in the second quarter, a series in the second and third, something like that? Or is that just so out of line with the thinking of Kirk Ferentz to even do something like that to see what you got in the freshman? Yeah. Uh, from my experience and what I know, I, I would say it would definitely be, it would be out of line, to be honest. Like, thinking about it, uh, usually when that, the guy's been the starter for really like the, the entirety of the season, usually they're not, they're not making a change, especially with the fact that they've been winning games, right? Like it, like it wasn't like, um, you know, 2014 when we were seven and five and we lost every single rivalry game that year. Like it wasn't like that, like this year, again, they competed for a big 10 type championship. Um, even when you think about, you know, uh, Deacon's mistakes and, uh, Things that he was uh, the detrimental performance that contributed to, uh, you know, the, the lower offensive production. So the fact that they have been winning, I potentially like, I don't see it happening um, in the bowl game like it could. But realistically, I don't think it happens. Um, but as you move into, you know, spring ball and you move into next season, like I, it could be a situation where they end up going with with uh, a younger guy, especially for that quarterback two position. Cause I think my, my senior year mm -hmm. we had, obviously we had CJ and then uh, there was, there was Tyler Wiegers and there was Nate Stanley as like the, the, the backup quarterbacks and Nate Stanley, the younger guy ended up performing, um, you know, better and then end up taking that QB two role and then able to propel him to being the starter um, after that 2016 season. So I could see something like that, but as far as like Marco getting a few snaps uh, in the bowl game, the only way I see it happening is if they're blowing Tennessee out, which I don't think is going to, it's not going to, probably not going to be a situation where that's going to happen. So. Yeah. Does not like, I feel like a very likely one. So as we depart through the regular season and finish things up, you take a look forward here and want to start with what bull practices are like first extra week with the championship game. So that's a little bit different and, and gearing up obviously for the bowl game, but what's this time period like? I know developmentally for the young guys, it's a very important time with the 15 practices, getting those young guys, some more reps, but you know, more for the veteran guys, it's time off. How much time off is it? And then when do they really start to gear up again and get ready for the bowl game? Yeah. Um, for the young guys, it's really like, essentially like no time off really like so like whenever finals week is which it might be this might be this week for for Iowa like it's going to be relatively chill like it's mainly just going to be um strength conditioning um stuff so you'll be in the weight room you'll do a little bit of conditioning and then maybe like one or two days you will have like a it I'm not going to say it's like a practice because it's not really a practice. It's more of like a, like a skills and drills, like type uh summer uh, conditioning type deal where you're just kind of going, you don't do individual, you'll do a little bit of group work um, and that'll be it. And this is because it, it's essentially treated like a, like a little bye week for, for everyone on the team. But then following that week, then you get back into what I like to call basically almost like a spring ball type mode where um you're you're going back to the basics you're going to basically how you're doing practice maybe at the beginning of spring ball or how you're doing it at the beginning of fall camp uh you're getting a decent amount of contact in um you see if, if you're a guy that has been banged up you're gonna to use this time to 
you know get your body back healthy but if you are healthy this is an opportunity for you to start taking that that next jump as as a football player and this is really an opportunity for a lot of the younger guys to get more eyes on them and get more reps uh in front of the coaches because during the season you're uh, like you're you're working on scout team and stuff like that and coaches will take notice of, of your performance but you're not really you know getting a hard look at just because again you're you're prepping for a football game you're trying to get ready to go on on a saturday but as you're in bowl prep bowl prep you've got almost a month of, of time to to get prepared so um it's going to be treated almost like a like that fall camp spring spring ball type vibe but with a little bit more emphasis on on the younger and developmental guys so this is really an opportunity for some guys to take that next step and put themselves in a decent position um coming back from from uh winter break getting into the the winter uh strength conditioning session and going into spring ball like this is an excellent opportunity for, for All right, LaShawn, with that, uh, we know that there are changes coming to Iowa football. Offensive coordinator, there will be a new one. We saw improvements with the running game this season. We'll talk a little bit more about what LaShawn would like to see in the new offensive coordinator. And it appears all three running backs we saw this year all coming back for next season. A little bit of a surprise, but certainly good news for Iowa football. We'll talk about the future of the Iowa run game as we continue. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Hawkeyes is brought to you by FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook. Well, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers, you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Simple as that. Don't need to worry about the point spread. Just make that money line bet, and if the team wins, you get 150 bucks in your account. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use and a wide range of betting options. Not just the point spreads, over-unders, they got player props, they got futures, and a whole lot more. You want it? They got it at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to continue what's been a great NFL season. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn for your opportunity with the 150 bucks in bonus bets with the $5 money line bet. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Trent LaShawn back with you once again on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Your team every day. That's what we do here across the Lockdown Network. LaShawn, uh, mentioned the running back spot, and there has been rumors all season long with outside of LaShawn, who we anticipate is going to come back this season for his final go-around, LaShawn Williams, who had a great season uh, this year. Both Jazion Patterson, who we saw a bunch this season, coupled with Caleb uh, Johnson, both of those guys, there were rumors out there. At this point, both those guys are sticking around, hanging out there. You played in a running back system that had multiple running backs, and 
it's got to be difficult to keep those guys happy. Running backs, they want to carry the ball 25 times a game. How tough is that as a guy where you go in there and you know there's three talented guys in the room knowing that the likelihood of you getting even 15 touches is, is really low? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's easy. Um, it, it's really not easy, um, especially when you think of the style of running back that the the guys are in the room. Like a lot like these guys are could potentially carry end up taking 20, 25 plus touches uh, again and would be perfectly fine. Um, so it, it, it's a it's definitely a difficult kind of mental adjustment you have to make when when that's happening because you you want you want to be the guy you want to be the guy touching the ball every single opportunity that you can that you have and the fact that you are splitting it with uh you know two other guys who are just as talented who can create plays in in the offensive uh run game like it can be extremely frustrating when maybe when one guy gets hot and then now you're essentially not seeing the the field for a good chunk of that football game so it, it's not easy um i know that these guys could they could probably go elsewhere and you know potentially compete for for a starting job but as running backs are running backs are talented everywhere throughout the country so it's not like you're just gonna most of the time you're not just gonna transfer to another school and just be able to pop right into the starting job like it's it's, it's really not going to happen because guys are gonna be talented everywhere so once you put that aside and you put your pride aside, you just have to learn to adapt to that situation and make sure that you are ready when your number does get called. Because again, things happen throughout a football game, different situations pop up where maybe a little bit better at than, than the others. So when you do have the opportunity and you are in there and you do have a, a chance to get the football, so you got to make sure that you're holding on to the football. You got to make sure you, you get at at minimum of, of what's blocked. And then after then, after that, you know, make something happen and, you know, put that trust in the coaches that when I am out on the field, that good things are going to happen when I touch that football. So that's how the guys have to look at it. And I think that's how they started. They definitely approached it this this year, because, again, at times, all it felt like all the running backs were in and out of the lineup at, at some point. So, you know, that that your opportunity is going to pop up at, at some point in time. And um, I was glad to see I was happy to see all those guys take advantage of those opportunities. And I'm even happier to see that they're all, at least as of now, they're all coming back to, again, try to continue to build on that, on that, because yeah, again, you can create uh, a really good uh, running back by committee systems. I mean, we did it in 2015 and 2016 and, you know, there's, there's more than enough uh, opportunities to go around for, for the running backs, especially with coach Ferentz as the coach. We knew there'll be a new offensive coordinator for the Hawkeyes as Brian Ferris will coach one final game in the bowl game against Tennessee, and then it'll be somebody new. Now, uh, myself and many others believe that this needs to happen sooner rather than later. You have guys that are making decisions about what their future is going to be. You know, a guy like Luke Lachey, does he decide to come back for one final season and try to help out his NFL draft prospects or go on? Eric All, another one of those guys that has those decisions. Uh, there's a lot of those out there. And with the unknown coupled with what the transfer portal is, I'm sure I was out there looking for, you know, a big X receiver, something they just didn't have this season, a guy that can take over that role. Without an offensive coordinator, it's difficult to make that sales pitch not knowing who the guy is going to be. But until we know that, we'll continue to speculate. What are you looking for? Taking names out of it, you know, there's been bandied about a lot of different names. What kind of style? And again, we go back to the reality, a realistic style that Kirk Ferentz is willing to deploy 
what kind of changes would you like to see it? And what kind of offensive style would you like to see the Iowa Hawkeyes run going forward offensively? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you, you look around, I, I watch a lot of NFL football. Like that's, that's really my thing. And you look around uh, the NFL and you look at teams that uh, do a great job of running the football and you're all, your eyes just automatically point to um, the 49ers. Obviously, they're the talent on their team is ridiculous. They're probably the most talented team yeah. in the entire NFL. But when you look at them from an offensive uh, standpoint, they do an excellent job of getting numbers um, to whichever, wherever they're running the football, um, being able to utilize shifts and motions to be able to gain that type of advantage on, on defenses. And, and it's not like they're just lining up, uh, you know, you know, four or five wide every single play and just tossing it around the football field. They do play a lot of hard nosed physical football. They use a fullback and they, they want to be a physical football team. And those are, I look at them and it's easier said, done there's no way you can just you can't just copy their scheme they don't the iowa doesn't have the type of talent that they have they don't have the essentially positional positionless guys that that the niners have but they do a lot of things that i would love to see i will implement and they run a lot of zone runs like it's it's, it's it wouldn't be uh a drastic uh i say scheme change from uh you know maybe going heavy from heavy zone to you know, heavy, a heavy gap team, like some, some other NFL teams would be. So if coach Ferentz wants to, you know, continue with being that, that traditional, um, you know, power team by being able to run the zone runs and, you know, letting your, your skill guys uh, take advantage of, of opportunities on the outside. Like those, are, those are the type of things that I would love to be able to see and the things that they do well, they do an excellent job. Again, shifts in mode, getting numbers to uh, a play side when, uh, they want to run the football. And then when they do go ahead and pass football, they do a lot of, they do a good amount of play action to, again, open things um, right behind the linebackers in between the keys. Um, and they don't force Brock Purdy to essentially have to go out there and be a Patrick Mahomes. Right? Like they're not, they're not expecting him to just toss the ball all, all over the field 40 40 times a game. They, they, they run an extremely balanced offense and the way that they do it, they're not doing anything crazy. Uh, those are the type of things that I would love to see in the, in the future. Iowa offense, if coach Farron doesn't want to go to from, you know, his current scheme, I feel like that's something that they could do extremely, they could do extremely well um, in the, in the Iowa realm of, of offensive football. Um, so not not it's not it's never going to be a, a full copycat uh, type deal, but uh, they do do a lot of things that I feel like um, Iowa could try to to emulate, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't stray too far of, off of what they're currently doing, and I feel like it could help improve their their offense immensely. That makes a whole lot of sense and something uh, we'll be keeping an eye on and see how quickly this job happens. It's definitely a big component to that, too. Uh, LaShawn is, you know, when this is going to happen with the portal going on, uh, going back. I think we maybe talked about this last year. You played early in your career, but with the transfer portal, would what if you entertained the idea of possibly putting your name in there earlier in your career? Because, boy, it's got to be out there knowing 
hey, there might be a little more money someplace. There might be different opportunities. It was a lot easier. It, it's a lot easier today than it was even when you're playing, which wasn't that long ago. Do you think that ever would have uh, crossed your mind when you were playing? Yeah, I, uh, it definitely would have crossed my mind. Um, and I, it, it wouldn't even have necessarily been uh, just the money aspect of it. I think it would just uh, almost would have been a thing, maybe just even just getting – you know, new scenery and, and, and being in, in a different different place because, like, I think back to my career. Uh, yeah, I mean, I played uh, a little bit as a freshman, um, and then anticipated having a bigger role as a sophomore. Dealt with a ton of injuries, ended up missing in like six, six, seven games, something like that that year, um, with uh, an ankle injury and. Like going into my my third year as a junior, I'm thinking like like maybe 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 it could have been better, uh, you know, if I if I explored another opportunity, you know, maybe headed you know maybe closer back home or or wherever. But um, obviously, like it wasn't it wasn't as easy back then. Like you would have had to sit out. Granted, I did have a redshirt year I could have could have used in that situation, but uh, yeah, it. it it, it the decision back then wasn't wasn't as easy, but I was actually I was very confident in my skill set and my ability, and yeah, I just and it obviously ended up sticking it out and then itself out. But um, I felt like I was extremely confident in the things that I could do and and my ability, and I felt like Iowa was going to be able to give me the best opportunity of success at that time, and yeah, I, I was glad that I stuck it out. But she again came back in the spring, competed for. The, the starting job ended up winning it and you know was able to provide some pretty productive uh games over the next couple of years so feel like it was something that definitely worked itself out but yeah i would have for sure 1000 percent um if this type of environment was around when i was playing and yeah the, the money does play a part into it as well i mean college student you definitely want to have a little bit extra cash in your pocket if you can because you do have such a limited uh window of opportunity to to make that money i mean especially as a running back i mean even you think about the really good running backs in the nfl now like you're getting you know maybe eight years right if you can extend that an additional four with your college years like why not if you have the opportunity so well, Ashad, always a good conversation. We'll get together next week before you depart. I'm going to talk a little Iowa basketball here, recap what we saw last night in the women's game and preview the men's side coming up tonight. Congratulations. You took down our season-long contest. You were up a game going into last week's championship games, and you win our season-long contest. So we'll have to uh, put something together for the bowl games and do something there. But tip the ball, Cap. You got me this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh it was it came really came down to the to the wire. I think this again. Uh I think I made like one one game choice that ended up going my way. So I was very happy to come out on top. <laughs> so it was fun. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, uh, you got Washington week. last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Washington. That was the yeah, that was Washington the game. I, I told you like yep. I, I I felt really confident <laughs> about that one. That line was that line was way too big for me. So uh, yeah, it, it was fun, and I'm definitely going to be looking forward to doing it again next year. So, Absolutely. All right, LaShawn, we will talk to you again next week. Enjoy your time out in Cali, and we'll recap and get ready a little bit closer for the bowl game. A lot going on, and, of course, that portal uh, season will be a big conversation piece as well. Thanks, LaShawn. Yep, thank you. Go Hawks.
We continue on here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast and mention we are going to take a look at the basketball side of things. Basketball on the women's side, a big win last night for the Iowa women as they go on the road into Hilton and get the victory against the Cyclones. The men tonight also against Iowa State, and we will preview that matchup. A little Hawkeye hoops as we continue Lockdown Hawkeyes. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. You don't have to worry about battling thousands of other players. There's pros in there. There's people with their deep, deep analytical spreadsheets. Now, don't worry about that. It's just you picking more or less than a stat projection for a number of players. Well, speaking of the matchup tonight with the Hawkeyes on the Cyclones on the med side, put together a four-player entry for this evening. Patrick McCaffrey, less than four and a half rebounds. Ben Cricky, more than 15 and a half points. Taman Lipsy for the Cyclones, more than five and a half assists. And Keyshawn Gilbert, one of their guards, more than a half three-pointer made. You put those four together, you hit all four right, five times your money. You hit three of the four, not too bad either. You still get one and a half times the amount that you put in, all with prize packs, prize picks. You test your knowledge of games going on, super easy to use, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports apps. Going on right now, a great opportunity for you with prizepicks.com slash college. That's where you want to go. prizepicks.com slash college, And make sure to use the code college. You're going to get a first deposit match up to $100. prizepicks.com slash college with the code college for that first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Trent Connor back with you one final time on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. So as we take a look back, first on the women's side, and then we will preview what we anticipate to see tonight on the men's side of things. Uh, let's kick things off. And last night's game, Caitlin Clark came out last night on fire, uh, hitting three-pointers early in the game. Overall, six three-pointers in the game. She finishes with 35 points, 12 of 31 from the floor. This is a very young Iowa State team that they played. Their two best players, Audie Crooks, a big center inside, and also Addie Brown, who is going to be tremendous. And uh, McDonald's All-American, you can see certainly her skill development and how good she is going to be. You knew the environment was going to be charged up. That Iowa State fan base, I've never seen anything like it. The disdain that they have for Caitlin Clark is at another level. And you knew the broadcast was going to be talking about Caitlin chasing her 3,000 points. Got that on a three-pointer out on the right wing. The vitriol, though, that is going to be maybe one of the more difficult environments that I was going to walk into all season long. You know, they go to Wisconsin this week. Wisconsin hasn't had a sellout sell in decades for women's basketball. They have it here. Out to Rutgers, going to be a sellout. Maryland, across the country, where Caitlin Clark goes, there's going to be sellouts that are going to be there. And it's going to be tough environments on the road throughout the course of the season. But because of that vitriol that that fan base has and the jealousy, certainly, that the Cyclone fan base has for Caitlin Clark, uh, it is a charged up environment and she did very well. And another night where she didn't get a ton of help outside of Kate Martin, who was excellent, knocking down a couple of three pointers. That was great to see, but also her ability to back cut, get to the rim. Uh, that was really, really good. They still need other players to step up. 
look tights on the women's side that we anticipate. And if this is going to be a team that gets back to a Final Four this season, it can't just be Caitlin Clark. There needs to be more to it. And we saw it over the last couple of seasons with Monica Sinano. We saw what she was able to do helping out inside, her ability to get up quickly, and just a great running mate that she was, obviously, with Caitlin Clark. I think you're going to need more out of the post. Now, Hannah Stolke played last night. You could tell still wasn't completely comfortable coming off that injury. Knocked down a three-pointer. That was important. But there needs to be a Hannah Stolke emerging. You need more out of either Goodman or O'Grady inside. I think that's going to be important. Kylie Fierbach didn't play great in her return to Ames last night. And, uh, in fact, did not score in the basketball game. Need to get more. Again, if this Iowa team is going to get to those heights, that's my takeaway. Great win. A more difficult game that I think a lot of people anticipated. Look, the opening number came out at 7.5 yesterday. It was quickly bet up to 12.5, stayed there. I saw it a couple of spots. It got as high as 15. This is a game a lot of people anticipated going to roll. It was not. It was a dogfight. Great defense down the stretch. And the good news also is Iowa was able to win a game in a different way. I, I thought that was incredibly important for them to go out there and win a basketball game in a game like that. You know, they had a game, a tough game like that earlier this season against K-State and didn't come out on the winning side. They were able to do it there. So I definitely think that that is something that you look at and anticipate that Iowa is going to have to be better, right? And I was going to be able to win those kind of games. That was a good thing to see. Jump over to the men's side uh, coming up tonight. Iowa State is favored by seven again in Hilton this evening in the Cyhawk matchup. A year ago, Iowa playing without Ke uh, Chris Murray ran him out of the gym and we're hitting shots early on and just dominated that basketball game. Different playing at home as opposed to being on the road here tonight. Iowa coming on the heels of just a devastating loss Monday night, getting run out of the gym themselves against Purdue. And what's the bounce back factor here? We saw Iowa earlier this season after the loss that they had out in San Diego to Oklahoma, come back the next day, taking on an okay Seton Hall team and really dominated that basketball game and shot the ball well. I mean, that's a start. If I was going to win basketball games, they got to knock down shots, right? You need to have Eaton Sanford hitting from the outside early on. You need Ben Krecke being able to knock down those 15, 18-foot jumpers that he's been accustomed to. You need to shoot the basketball well. It goes without saying this Iowa State team is going to guard you. They're going to be up on you. They're going to be doing the things that Iowa State does, clutch and grab and hold, and you got to be able to play through it. And when you get to the line, you got to be able to be there. Uh, Iowa has an opportunity, I think, inside to play really well in this game. Uh, I think Ricky, Owen Freeman, those are going to have to be guys that obviously play at a really high level if they're going to find a way to pull out this victory. It's not an impossible task, but the pressure continues to pop. Already sitting on the season with three losses. You put a fourth on there. Michigan looming in your second Big Ten game of December before we get back to the non-conference portion of the schedule. Look, at minimum, this Iowa team needs to win one of these next two games, either tonight or on Sunday against Michigan, at minimum. Or the chances of being an NCAA team are just incredibly difficult. And the margin of error is so thin. As we've talked about, the Big Ten is not as good this year as it's been in some past seasons outside of Purdue. However, that means that even 10-10 and 10 in conference play might not be good enough to be an NCAA tournament team. So that's kind of the back and forth of dichotomy, opportunity for a lot more wins. However, you go the other way, not as many teams likely from the Big Ten that are going to get into the NCAA tournament. Important one tonight, be charged up environment. Just play well. Now, don't 
get run out of the gym. I was had opportunities. He had the Utah game years ago where he was on 30 in the first half and then he shut down in the second half. Had the game with Gasell and company. Had a chance to win that one late. Gasell couldn't hit the free throw. So there's been opportunities in Hilton. And though they have got wins, they've been few and far between. Tough environment night. If you can't get it done, got to bounce back and beat Michigan on Sunday. We will be with you in this ranch podcast after that one coming up this evening. Check out your feed, and we have you covered. Locked on, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Network. Also, we have the first ever streaming 24-7 channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus all of our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, with you tomorrow with an instant reaction to the men's game tonight. We'll talk more football. We'll talk more transfer portal. It's an important subject as well. Also, who are some of the players that have the potential to return for another season? There's some names out there that might surprise you and are still thinking about coming back for another season of iFootball. That's what we got for you tomorrow for every dayers. Hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Five-star reviews if you're on the podcast side. This has been the Lockdown Hawks Podcast. Go Hawks!